Thanks for listening to B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast, providing educational information for business owners about merchant services and the technology surrounding them. Hosted by Alan Kopelman. With 20 years of merchant services industry experience, he shares his insights, knowledge, and important updates regarding payment processing and fintech. Please subscribe to the podcast via YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Head over to b2bvault.info to catch up on all of the past episodes. Tune into our live stream on YouTube, Twitter, and LinkedIn Live. Turn on post notifications to get updates regarding the live shows. Please subscribe to our channel, like the videos, and share on your social networks. Thanks again for tuning into B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast. Hey, this is Alan Kopelman with the B2B Vault podcast, the payment technology podcast, providing educational information for business owners and merchants. And don't forget, you can follow us on social media, B2B Vault, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and on the World Wide Web on our website, b2bvault.info. And we're on all the popular podcast streaming networks. So today we're going to talk about security and identity theft, security and identity theft. This is really like a crazy subject, you know, and um, something happened the other day. So we're going to we're going to talk about, you know, what happened. So I uh, get a phone call. I get an application in. And the application doesn't look right. The the email didn't match the business's um, URL to their website was a different, a different, um, a different name on the different, you know, domain name for the email and the phone number. When I called it, nobody answered. And it was like one of those voice to text lines. So I decided, uh, left the person a message, sent them a text, never heard back. So I Googled the business, none of the information matched i mean the address matched the website match but it was a different phone number i called up lo and behold the business owner tells me that somebody stole his identity and has applied for several merchant accounts and um, they asked me for the information which i sent over to them um you know there was a lot of suspect things about the application and then i got a call from the police and the police we called the police called me on the phone twice to discuss the you know could i find out who the person was and all that i told them everything that i found out and then i found out this business owner really got scammed somebody opened up three or four merchant accounts they signed some leases and there was over twenty-five thousand dollars in chargebacks and i really felt bad for this guy and you know the problem with all of that is, is, you know, companies, you know, need to do a better job of screening um, applicants, you know, and making sure that information matches. One of the things that we do is, you know, we look for, you know, do they have a domain email? Sometimes people do use Gmail, so, you know, but 
We always prefer if they have their email going to their domain name. We make sure they have a real phone number. You know, that's an 800 number, a landline, a cell phone, not one of these Google voice numbers or text to voice numbers. And, you know, and you got to look at the check and you got to look at the driver's license to make sure like that it all looks legit. And that application definitely didn't look legit, but four people set the guy up. Now there's 25 grand in chargebacks. I'm sure that his personal credit and now his business credit is all ruined. So, you know, what should, you know, you do as a business owner and, you know, to protect your business and your personal credit? Personally, um, I had found out a few years ago that my information was on the dark web, which is kind of a joke because I think everybody's information is on the dark web because they can just go through Google and find basically like your name, your telephone number, your address, maybe, you know, federal tax ID numbers are pretty much public some in some places, you know, and so that's, you know, that's kind of a, that's kind of a thing where, you know, you, a lot of information, information you don't want out on the dark web is your driver's license number, your driver's license picture, your, you know, your email address is probably out there and your social, you don't want that on the dark web. So if you find out like, you know, some of your more sensitive information, like social security number and driver's license is on the dark web. You need to make sure you have credit monitoring. Want to know a fun fact? What's a fun fact, Justin? A fun fact is I Googled how much a social security number is worth on the dark web. Okay. Take a guess. A couple grand. Two bucks. Two bucks, that's it? That's it. Wow. They can't really do much. If you have, if they have just your social security number, there's not much they can do. But like you're saying, if they have your uh, driver's license, that number, and your social security number, then it's, you're kind of screwed. Right. You're messed up. But I mean, basic thing, like I something happened a few years ago and there, you know, and I learned that I should have. So I set up Credit Karma and then I got free, you know, Experian account. You can get a free TransUnion account because not every company uses the same thing. They either use TransUnion uh, Experian, or sometimes they use LexisNexis, and that, that LexisNexis pulls from various sources, but Equifax and TransUnion are the two main ones. So if somebody's pulling your personal credit, you know, there's another site I found called NAV, but they charge, and it says something for business credit, yeah. you know, and D&B, you know, Dun & Bradstreet, but that doesn't, that also doesn't really work either. They want a bunch of money to set up something called like credit pulse for your business. But maybe if you have a really big business, you know, stuff is getting reported. But in general, you know, not much is getting reported on those business sites. And I'm not sure how they, oh, Rocky, come on, no barking. We're doing the podcast. Rocky. Oh, kill. Yeah, let's. You know, so you have to have some kind of credit monitoring set up on your, you know, your personal and maybe even your business to make sure so that if somebody goes and, you know, somebody goes and applies for some credit, you know, I know like I helped went with my son to get a car loan and I got emails from Credit Karma, 
I got emails from Equifax. Oh, did you apply for a car loan? Did you apply for a car loan? So you can get alerted. And if your social security number is on the on the dark web, lock those credit reports, contact TransUnion, contact Equifax, have your uh, credit locked. They'll lock it and then they'll give you a code and then you give the person a code that needs to get in and pull your credit if they need to pull your credit. And that way your credit is protected. It's really important. And if your credit's been compromised, the one thing you should definitely do, even if they can't do anything, is file a police report. So you have a copy of the police report. Because if you go apply for a merchant account and then there's some crazy stuff on your credit report that you haven't spent the money to get rid of, like somebody opened up some fake merchant account and there's some ding on your credit report, you need to have a police report to show somebody to go, hey, and also send it to the credit company and say, that wasn't me. I filed a police report saying somebody opened a merchant account and it was not me. So you need to really do that. So it's highly, highly important. The other thing is, you know, what other security can you take? Two-factor authentication on websites, apps, for your social media accounts. Somebody this morning was telling me all their social media was completely messed up. One of my friends, they were like, what do I do? What do I do? I'm like, immediately change your password, log, hit log out of all devices. And they could see on their phone, it said uh, someone logged into your account from Tampa, from India, from Russia. I was like, come on, dude, you gotta... You know, you can't mess around because someone could get on your social media, start contacting all your friends, start downloading whatever you got on there, look at conversations. I mean, who knows what they're going to do? They could start contacting people. So I was telling them, you know, change the password, sign out of Messenger, sign out of your Facebook, sign out of your Instagram, change all the passwords. I mean, believe me, I have no idea how these people. I heard of scams the other day where somebody was sending a text text message and I've gotten those text messages on my phone before it'll say oh there's a problem with your bank account log in here okay I'm not clicking that link like there's no way if there's a problem with my bank account I'm sure my bank or my credit card company is going to call me on the phone or send me an email or it's going to look more legit than yeah than than that because and people have clicked on those and then it'll say oh put in your login information right and it'll look like your bank and you're going to put in your username and password to your bank right and then you're on some fake website and the other day somebody did that i saw the story on the news and the person got into their bank account because they had their login and then zelled out money and you can't get that money back like the money's gone like Someone zelled out a couple of grand out of their bank account, started doing a bunch of zells. And when someone's doing zell, you get a text on your phone says, oh, you just sent 50 bucks or whatever. Right. <laughs> they should have logged in and shut that, their bank account down. So you got to be really, really careful with your um, logins for your, you know, like on my bank and stuff, I have two factor authentication. I mean, it's a pain in the butt. You log in, then they got to send you a text message and then you got to put the code in. But, you know, you got to take extra steps because these criminals, they're taking extra steps. I just saw a news story before we filmed the podcast. I was showing Justin about people putting around fake QR codes 
you know, giving people like a piece of paper and the QR code doesn't go to the actual business. It's some fake thing. Like it's supposed to look like it's from your bank or something or from your credit card and you go scan it, takes you to a website. You're putting in your login information and actually the criminal is catching your login to your to your bank. Maybe they figure out where you bank after that. And then guess what? Boom. They're logging into your bank account, you know, so it's very, very dangerous. I've heard of people getting their uh, um, GoDaddy account hacked and have domain names disappear. Okay, I had a customer a few years ago where that happened. Somebody hacked into the hacked into their GoDaddy and all their websites had like a bunch of restaurants and all the websites disappeared. Oh, yeah. Completely gone. The person that and, and it turned out it was somebody that worked at the business. <laughs> And um, they, I don't know what happened to the person, but they found out kind of who did it. And it, but still, at the same time, if they had two-factor authentication for the login, that would have never happened. You know, a good thing is have password programs. Don't keep passwords on your computer. Someone hacks your computer, pulls down some spreadsheet with all your passwords on it. You're done. You know, and another overlooked thing is PCI compliance. And, you know, PCI compliance, everybody who has a merchant account has to fill out a self-assessment questionnaire. And in fact, I think one of the next one or two podcasts coming up, I'm going to do a podcast all about um, PCI, PCI compliance. So security and identity theft, cybersecurity. What's crazy is Florida recently passed a law. And some other states have passed laws about cybersecurity and what businesses need to do to protect their information and protect their customers' information. But they don't really have a solution as to what you could do. Now, I've had probably at least five, six demos, and Justin was with me at a, uh, we were at a, a trade show recently, mm-hmm. and we saw like th- two or three companies there all selling some kind of security for your computers, for your business computers. And it was some ridiculous amount of money, like 25 to $50 per computer and phone. I was like, who's yes. going to pay for that? Cybersecurity in 2022 and moving forward is going to be one of those booming industries, right? Like, yeah. Because, you know, McAfee's and all the Norton's and all that other stuff isn't really cutting it for the technology today, right? So yeah, the hackers are smarter, faster, right? They're figuring out vulnerabilities all the time. Apple is constantly updating their software. Android is constantly updating their 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 firmwares, right, to protect the phones because the uh, vulnerabilities are discovered by white hat. What they call the hackers? They got the white hat and the black hat, right? Yeah. The white hat is good. And the yeah. is bad. So the yeah, so you know, you have to make sure, like, and then what these cybersecurity programs, one of the things I asked them is I said, Oh, does it come with insurance? Like, are you getting some insurance with that? And I've seen one of them said, Yeah, and I was like, Well, I want to see the policy. And then and then I had another company call me and they just sell like cyber insurance. But what does it cover? Like if, if some ransomware attack and some guy gets on my laptop and locks it up. 
you know, what are they going to do? Go give the guy the Bitcoins that the guy want. The guy wants some 500 bucks a Bitcoin to unlock my laptop. That happened to us once. We took the laptop and just threw it in the garbage, destroyed it. Just literally, well, it was off. So the, the person couldn't do anything. You know, the minute it locked up, I was like, turn the thing off, kill the power, take it off the internet. So they couldn't access anything on it. Right. So whatever. It's not, they didn't download anything. They were attempting to, but you know that's uh, you know it's it's a it, it's going to be interesting to see like what happens. Like who's going to do something about cybersecurity? Like is Microsoft going to do something? Is Google going to do something? You know what what are, what company is going to come out and actually what's that other one? CrowdStrike, right? It's all over the radio, right? All these companies, but what do they really you know what do they really do? I mean, for somebody maybe a big company. Right. You're you're a big company with hundreds of employees. Well, maybe you can put some server, some stuff on your servers and all that, you know, but for small businesses, there needs to be like some kind of product. So well, for, for small businesses. Right. So if you have a website, the basic that you should install some sort of security plugin, right, like a word fence or security the bare minimum, right? Yeah. SSL uh, certificates. Definitely get yourself. If you have a website in 2022 and it's not running an SSL, SSL certificate on it, you, you, you're you're losing. Right. Uh, come on, get with it. Um, yeah, Google requires it in right. their searches. People are leaving your website if you don't have the SSL certificate. Correct. That's just that's a fact. Um, you know, so you definitely want to get the SSL. You want to install some sort of security plugin on the site. Um, there's anti-spam um, plugins that you can install on your website so people aren't leaving, you know, weird links in the comment section on your blogs. Like, you know, you don't want that. Um, so those are, you want to keep your website updated, right? You want to, if you're not on a maintenance plan now with a website, get onto it because in, you're going you're gonna to run into a lot of problems. You know, like Alan said, the hackers... They're getting better. They're smarter. They're faster. There's more of them. They're working in teams. You know, yeah, like, it's all coming from China, Russia, right. a lot of it. So and you can't keep up, right? Like, right. And they're impossible. working while we're sleeping. That's exactly. also the that problem. I was literally about to say that. Like, <laughs> while we're all asleep, they're fast away breaking down doors, literally. Yeah, because they're in another time zone from right. us. Uh, so, you know. you know, those are all just real simple things that you could do for your website. Change your passwords. Like, you can't have Rocky123 as your password anymore. <laughs> you know, like, it's time to use some sort of encryption uh, password generator, like LastPass. Yeah, LastPass. You're a testament we, to that. I yep, showed you we started that. using that recently because so many passwords were saying coming up in the list compromise compromise exactly so start know. generating uh pass new passwords for sites and using a encrypted program so that uh not repeating the same password over right. and over again right like because you know yeah because if somebody hacks into one of your things they get into all of your stuff right right because then they start going through like, oh, what what else does this person use? Yeah, don't use the same usernames either. Although a lot of uh, things want your email address as your username. So that's right. kind of hard. Yeah. I mean, but then, you know, that's just making that's sure what, that you don't have, like like I said, like the super, your birthday as a password, right? Right. You can't do that anymore. 
you know, but so for WordPress, if you're running WordPress, definitely install, install Security or uh, WordFence. Akismet comes built in with WordPress. Just, you know, set that up, generate your free API key, um, keep it updated. Yeah, a lot of people use like managed WordPress hosting. To yeah, get, you know, you and know. GoDaddy's great with that, you know, so. Other people are coming out with that too. Manage WordPress hosting so things get updated, you know, in a timely manner, and they're sending you out notifications. Uh, notifications so you know, like, oh, the we're updating uh, WordPress. You know, you have to go check your site. You know, it's really important to keep your site up to date. You know, because it, you know that's how the hackers break in. They're always updating vulnerabilities. So we're giving you like a few. Here's the. You know, Credit Karma is free, and Experian and TransUnion both offer free. I'm sure there's other credit ones, Credit Sesame. There's a whole bunch of these credit companies, you know, so you can get free credit monitoring and make sure that you're, you know, at least monitoring your credit. You see something pop up, boom, you can take care of it. But definitely if you're social and your driver's license is hacked, you know, you want to make sure you lock your credit, you know, protect yourself, protect your business. Because, you know, if you have a problem like this merchant we were talking about earlier, you know, he's got the police involved. I'm sure the FBI probably been contacted. Now the credit, whoever gave these merchant accounts lost, whoever these chargebacks total over 25 grand, they're out a bunch of money for not doing their homework. Okay, and making sure who they were doing business with, you know, but now, you know, the person who had their identity stolen, you know, is it, you know, has a problem. How much is that going to cost? You might have to go get a lawyer, then you're going to have to go hire somebody or, or do it yourself and call these credit, the credit bureaus up and send them letters and police reports until they remove those those negative things from your credit report. So protect yourself, protect your business. You know, two-factor authentication, get an encrypted password program. You know, everybody, the people don't want to spend a lot of money. Like even in your business, like I'll give you a scenario. You have um, your wife, your, you have your internet into your business, right? And then you have public Wi-Fi. So maybe you shouldn't have public Wi-Fi on the same router that you have all your computers on because someone could hack in. I don't know if people yeah, I would say you shouldn't. Yeah, I remember a few years ago there was a big breach with TJ involving uh, TJ Maxx, and uh, I remember that. Yeah, TJ Maxx was this Russian guy, and how did he break into TJ Maxx's system? He drove up outside in a van with a laptop. Now he formerly worked for them, so he knew a little bit, and he got on their Wi-Fi, and then he hacked into their system, and the guy downloaded. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of credit cards. He planted something in there and he got all their payment data. That was one of the largest breaches ever, you know, when it comes to when it comes to credit card breaches. That was one of the biggest ones. So you got to, you know, security. I think that we're going to be talking about cyber security, ransomware attacks. I think we're going to hear a lot about it in 2022. I think there's going to be, there's definitely, I think there needs to be, I think the government personally, I think the government needs to put pressure on people like Google and Microsoft because they're the ones that control most of the internet. It's sad to say when you look at it, right? 
that they control, you know, all the browsers, right? And probably if you look at email, okay, from a standpoint of email, I guarantee you 80% of email is, is running through Google's Gmail suites and, or Microsoft 365, which is all both of them in the cloud now. I think the the government needs to put pressure on these companies that they need to up the security on all these kind of programs and on the browsers that are on the internet and to protect the public because those things now are like a public utility, just like electricity and water is a public utility. What do you think, Justin? Uh, I mean, the internet's a public utility. I think it. I think it should be considered such. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that. I mean, this is a whole nother podcast, but <laughs> I mean, internet itself should, it should be considered like food, water, right? you know, because look at what the pandemic did, like without the internet, the whole world would have shut down. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I everything think, was uh, being done through the internet because of the pandemic that increased the internet. You know, I guarantee you, you know, downloading months. movies, Netflix, oh, Amazon, yeah food delivery all subscription-based services yeah. via the internet are up 10x you know i mean right. like it's crazy but you know the whole the way you know yeah i think it should be considered like like water like yeah you know, water and jobs. electricity they're public utilities i think so and i think that they should be held to a higher standard and it's about time yeah you I know mean, but you know you look at the government now <laughs> see we're going into it but like if you look <laughs> at it now like they're not really embracing you know they're not making sure that the internet is the same for every everywhere you know so right. i think that well that, we can get into else. a whole debate you yeah. know look what happened with uh with uh joe rogan <laughs> but it's crazy you know He's huh He's nuts. no no joe rogan and uh what's it neil young got in a fight now yeah. spotify they didn't get rid of joe rogan they got rid of neil young well they he said that's what neil young said it he said either you pick joe rogan or you pick me and they their spotify wasn't gonna make a choice right they're gonna make money regardless well no so, joe rogan's the number one podcast right exactly they're not gonna kick joe rogan off the spot no one i don't know how to get kicked off of it some sort of streaming you have to do something crazy i'm sure but right you know sorry for neil young hopefully he he gets picked up by title or some other streaming platform and well he's probably on everything else anyway right i'm sure he's fine he's yeah not he's really fine. worried about spotify right and he's got enough money the mailbox money that they get of what three dollars <laughs> and 25 cents in royalties every who, quarter who get knows <laughs> No, but, uh, you know, cybersecurity and identity theft, I think is going to be a big thing coming into 2022 and beyond, probably for the next couple of years. And I think that, you know, the I think the government should act on it. Forget all these laws like Ron DeSantis passed some, you know, some law. So it's it's kind of these laws are really useless and, and there's nothing out there. There's not a product out there that I have seen. So if you're listening to this podcast, you have a cybersecurity product for small and medium sized businesses. Reach out to me through the podcast. We'll interview you on the podcast. You'll give us a demo first so we can see what it is. And if it's something good, then we'll bring it on to the podcast. But so far, I haven't seen anything that 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 somebody showed me that's affordable for small and medium-sized businesses. No one's going to spend 
three, four, five hundred dollars a month on yeah. something, they're not, not going to do it. It's, it's not. I like you said. I it's don't too think, expensive. I don't think it's out there. No, it's not out there. It's there, there's expensive products out there. Oh, yeah, there's, yeah. Right, but what the the no level of version? No. Right, no, but the the level of protection is not there. Like no. when you ask them, like, what's the level of protection? No, they don't have. They're not. No one's shown me the level of protection. So. Thank you today for listening to the B2B Vault podcast. We got a little crazy on the topic, but listen, it's a very interesting topic. Maybe we'll cover it again. You know, we're going to maybe we're going to go out and research some of the laws that are out there and see which states have cybersecurity laws. And, you know, and maybe the federal government, I have no idea, maybe Marco Rubio. Let's tag him on this and see if he's listening. And Rick Scott, the senators for the state of Florida, or anybody in our House of Representatives, right? Maybe they're listening to the podcast and, uh, you know, and they're take note of, you know, a suggestion or two. So check us out. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on YouTube. We're on Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeart. Follow us on social media. Thank you for listening to B2B Vault. Alan and Justin, we're out. Carpe diem.